The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, ego or consciousness. Does the ego always win? We live in a world run by ego. Our business model is ego-based. Our political system is the ego's playground. Our religions have been hijacked by the ego. And even our personal relationships are riddled with ego. I'll testify to that. (laughs) Most of us have seen ego win in our families and our world. And we've come to believe that the ego always wins. But it doesn't. Some listeners want to know, what is the ego? And some of you are shrugging your shoulders and saying that's just the way it is. And some of you are upset that the ego seems to always win and you just want to go to the forest and escape. And that's some of me, you have a that's smi- me. That's you. <laughs> Luckily, we live in a forest <laughs> yeah. of trees. And some of you have a smile on your face because we're calling the lie. Well, we're smiling too because the ego doesn't always win. So stay tuned, call in, learn more about the ego, and tap into the power that can take its place. If we want the ego to stop winning, we'll have to stop believing that it always does. Let's break ranks with the ego. Yeah. Acknowledge the power of higher consciousness. And now, here's Beth from the inside out. (laughs) (laughs) I feel all revved up and riled up already. We haven't even started the show. Just listening to the show description just makes my blood boil. So... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give a very brief conversation about the ego, and because I've talked about it on the show before, and if you really want to know in depth much more about the ego, just go to my website, www.bethgreen, G-R-E-E-N, just like the color, dot org, as an org, not as in com, and at bethgreen.org, you sign up for the newsletter and you get the book, Living with Reality. And it's all about the ego. And it's all about how the ego is destined to change, we believe, I believe. At least I'm going to hold out that belief. And how it's going to change. So, And it starts out with something called ego instinct and evolution. It really explains the ego in depth. And you know where else, just it's occurring to me, on our um, Beth Green TV channel, on YouTube, which you can get if you're looking at your um, host page of Inside Out, you'll see a banner at the top. It says, you know, Beth Green TV. You can click on that, or you can just go to Google YouTube and say, I'm looking for Beth Green TV and radio, and you will find us. And on that, I have, towards the bottom, I have something called the Living with Reality series. And there is a video there called Ego, Instinct, and Evolution. So that is meant to be an accompaniment to the book. So you can read the introduction to the book, which is the Ego, Instinct, and Evolution. You can watch that video, which is a lecture that adds more information. And it really goes into depth about what the ego is. And you know what's so cool about it is once you understand what the ego is, it's much easier to deal with. Well, maybe it's not that easy, but it at least is easier because 
what I understand the ego to be, and from my experience, is it's like the awareness of our individual existence. Like, oh, I'm aware that I'm me and you're you. And after all, I am me and you are you. Aren't you, James? Yes. You, you're, you're I'll you. testify to that. Okay. They're excellent. So, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm not just me, and you aren't just you. We are also we, see? I'm part of a we. So on that level alone, you're, you know, isn't a couple. Here it is. You're a, you're a couple. And in theory, you're supposed to want the same thing. Oh, let's say we want a new house. Or we're aiming to raise uh, great kids. Or, you know, we're starting a business together. So there's the we, right? And if the we thrives, so does the I, Hey, you know, if the business does well, we all get to make lots of money and think well of ourselves, right? But isn't it fascinating how often we are uh, embarked on some joint project and yet we're competing with each other? Like, I want the kid to love me more than you, or at least not love you more than me, or something else like that, or, you know... I want my ideas to prevail at the business, or I want everybody to know that I'm the one who had that idea. And so before you know it, we're competing, even though, in theory, we are we, and our well-being requires that we work cooperatively together. I mean, how do you think the kids feel when the parents are competing? So on that level alone, you can see that there's a we, and then there's the I, and that the focus on the eye can get in the way even of our survival you know on another level a more esoteric level i mean we are one we're all made of atoms we're one with the earth uh if we you know kill off all our wildlife that uh, disrupts the balance of nature uh you know then there's problems with our whole ecosystem you know uh, you know, it's over and over and over and over we see that if we're totally self-centered it doesn't work Somehow or other, the global warming situation has made it so obvious and apparent that if I just do anything that I want and use power any way I want to and pollute any way I want to, we are actually damaging the earth of which we are a part and that supports our existence. So here it is. We are a we and we are one on so many levels and on a spiritual level, when we're in a, you know, in a place to be able to feel that, in a mystical place, we can feel the oneness. And another thing, we are so connected, and now this is a fact, which many of us have not learned, is that we feel each other's feelings. I'm not kidding. Now, I'm an intuitive, so I feel everybody's feelings. But normal people also feel each other's feelings. Like, I feel dejected when you're dejected, um, um, I tend to feel happier when you're happy. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. It's like I can feel your feelings and I don't even know that they're your feelings. I think they're my feelings. Or if you're angry with yourself, I will tell you dollars to donuts, which we don't eat. I will feel angry at you because I'm picking up your feelings. So there's the oneness again. So you would think that I would want you to be happy because it would make you more productive it would make you, uh, you know, more fun to be around, and I'd be picking up happy feelings. But no, 
Not when the ego is in charge. When the ego is in charge, it's like it's about me. And I want to be better or I want to be happier or if you're doing well, that makes me feel better about myself. Or blah, 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 blah. And this is the way it is. You know, kids in school are already competing. My God, kids in the family are already competing. And who can blame them? You know, it's like, I want to be the favorite of somebody. And this all goes back to survival. I explain it really very clearly in Ego, Instinct, and Evolution because I talk about how this is all survival-based, how we're all trying to get the edge so we can have the resources to survive. So what we're hitting, guys, is nothing less than the survival instinct. Even though being dominated by the ego has brought us to the brink of disaster over and over and over. In fact, it's got us over the brink. I mean, look at war. Are you really serious? Is there no better way to resolve human conflicts than war? (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. What does war accomplish? I defeat you or you defeat me, and then I get resentful and I wait for my chance to go back and defeat you again. This is the history of, you know, Europe. So anyway, there you have it. It doesn't make sense. It isn't really in our long-term best interest, but the way it feels is like if I don't get mine, then, and you get yours well, then you have more than I do, and that makes me feel bad about myself. Or if you're stronger, you're going to grab the biggest piece of meat or whatever, whatever, whatever. We just feel like we have to compete. So we live in a world where typically the ego does win. And it's pathetic when you look at it in a couple. And I'll tell you another way that the ego wins in a couple, which I'm going to talk about more. I think it's in our next week's show is that we become afraid of each other's egos. Like, oh man, you are so angry when I confront you about anything. That's your ego coming to defend yourself. It's always about defending. It's defense, defense. The ego is always defending itself, always defending us, always defending its right to be wrong. Um, And when you're like that, I shrink, right? So I let your ego win. Oh, it's like confronting dad when he's in a f- drunken fit. His fist may be in your face. So it's like, oh, no, I'm not going there. So we let the ego win. And mom may say to us, uh, oh, you know, your father had a hard day. Or you know how your dad is. You better stay out of his way or blah, blah. And so you're even being trained at an early age to give in to the ego. So I have lots more to say. However, we have two callers already, and I don't want to keep them waiting another minute because we're going to talk about, because I haven't gotten to the other part about how the ego doesn't always win, but I did want to lay some kind of foundation. And the ego doesn't always win, proved by the fact that we're speaking right now. So our first caller is Bob from Escondido. I think this may be the first time you've ever called Bob. Uh, Yes, it is. Welcome to Inside Out. Delighted to have you. Yeah, great. Good to hear from uh, you. It's nice to be here. Uh, okay. Well, uh, this might be a little unusual, but it's, uh, I have uh, chronic pain, severe chronic pain. I was in an accident about, uh, geez, about 48 years ago. And no, you're not that old. I, yeah, I'm 68. 
I'll nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound it. Go on, Bob. Well, thank you. Uh, well, it's uh, the competition, uh, I guess, between pain, ego, and, uh, and, you know, and how I handle it. Okay. You know, my body uh, wants to withdraw, uh, shrink. Uh, Become self-protective. It, yeah, it is, as soon as it happens. And, you know, it impacts relationships. And I noticed when I was first injured uh, those many years ago that uh, people didn't know how to uh, connect with me. Yeah. You know, so I, I had to reinvent myself to... Uh, to, I guess, be more pleasant or, you know, so mm-hmm. that the, they didn't feel like, you know, here I was, angry Bob, pushing everybody mm-hmm. away because of this uh, injury. So your ego had created a survival strategy for you to be nice. Yes. Yeah. And then as uh, time goes by, you know, as the pain got worse and worse, uh, it was hard to, you know, not face that and and, you know, and I guess just be, uh, you know, let the pain and anger of the pain come out, uh, pushing, you know, pushing people further away, including myself. You know, I, uh, I shrank and I withdrew. And I, I fight that all the time, you know, withdrawing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I, and I think I'm, you know, it's, it's not easy. No. And I... Uh, I, uh, I I don't know if I'm making much progress in doing that. You know, I have my days where, uh, you know, I just want to get away and, you know, not have any contact at all. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a wife and, you know, I want to stay connected to her and I have many great friends that do support and I want to stay connected to them. So, but, Bob, yeah. Yes. Uh, what what exactly is your question? Because a lot of stuff is coming to me. But what exactly would you like help with today? Yeah, well, well I think it's the, uh, as the pain, you know, possibly gets worse. Yeah. Is there some way I can relax and be more conscious in the face of that? Now, how does this connect to the ego always winning? Well, it seems like the ego takes the side of the pain. And, uh, and you know, then anger comes up. Well, it sounds to me, Bob, now let me, uh, I have to look at my Swami Bethananda crystal ball here to uh, see what I can see here. Um, I think what you're saying is that your ego has a strategy for survival which is withdrawal. And yeah. you think that that pattern was caused by the pain. But actually, the pattern of withdrawal preceded the pain. Mm. So what is actually happening is that, uh, hold on a second, I'm really getting this loud and clear, mm. is that you had an already existing survival strategy called withdrawal. And that's very true that the ego comes up with a survival strategy. It says, okay, how am I going to compete and get what I need in this world? 
And that is whatever that survival strategy is. It's like, oh, I'm going to try to dominate others or I'm going to withdraw or I'm going to be nice or I'm going to be talented or I'm going to be smart, whatever that survival strategy is. says, oh, that's how I'm going to compete in the world. I'm going to be more this than somebody. And uh, that's going to be my specialty. So uh, even though to other people it may be annoying, you know, we've got it in our heads that this is going to work. I mean, you know, like there are people who just whine constantly because that may have worked once when they were two days old and they think this is it and everybody else hates them, but that never gets through. (laughs) But so anyway, what I'm getting really clearly is you have a survival strategy that predated your accident. Mm. When your accident came along and you were in pain, you regressed into that already existing survival strategy. So, for example, if you were in pain, you might have a survival strategy, which is, hold me. I need to be held and loved, okay? If that had been your survival strategy before, which was to reach out and connect to others, that's what you would be doing. So, what you have confused, Bob, is you believe that the way that you relate to pain is the only way to relate to it. So when the pain comes up, you do the only thing that your ego tells you that you can do to survive in this world, which is to withdraw. Wow. Rather than to reach out. So it sounds like you're very much wanting to change this pattern. I could feel it when you said, you know, you have a wife and friends who obviously want to connect to you. Now, I I know from experience, you know, that, you know, there are times when you just want to die and you, uh, with pain is so bad, you just want to go away and you want to listen to music and go away. But that is nevertheless can be a way of connecting. It's not like you're going away. You're connecting to something that helps distract you from the pain or makes the pain more bearable. So if if you, if like I do, when I'm in a, a lot of pain, sometimes I like to listen to music. It's not because I'm trying to get away from something. It's I'm trying to connect to something other than my pain. So if you would have a little conversation with your ego there <laughs> and try this out and say, I am looking for something to connect to so that the pain isn't the only thing that I'm experiencing. Uh, You would say, I need a new strategy, and you would have to retrain yourself. But what you would have to do in order to do that is you would have to find a way to overcome the what is now an extremely programmed response to pain. So we, are, we have to go to commercial break. What I'd like you to do is somehow we lost our, uh, our next caller. Perhaps uh, something happened. Um, and by the way, there's, uh, we'd like you to say the phone number because we do have, oh yeah, we do have more people. Okay, so uh, I, I, I do have to go, but what I'd like you to think about, Bob, is why you learned withdrawal as a way of dealing with pain and a way of surviving. Think about that, and then you can begin to understand and unravel this pattern. Okay. I have some ideas. Thank you. Excellent. I hope I helped. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, we're going to commercial break, and we have uh, our caller back 
for right after the break. And James, would you say our phone number because we have somebody who wants to call in and yes. has just emailed me. Sure. Very good. Uh, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Great. Thanks, uh, James. And we'll go to break now, but stay with us. There's lots more to come. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello. Uh, Glad to have you back. So, uh, we have a couple of callers, but before we get to our callers, I just want to say a few words about why I believe the ego doesn't have to win. See, once we catch on that the ego isn't our enemy, it's just very immature because these survival strategies that we came up with about how to get our needs met, we started, I mean, sometimes we started them in the womb. We, you know, we didn't even have to wait to be born. So they're just very old patterns and, you know, that takes on, you know how that is, it takes on a life of its own. You know, inertia, what stays, what's uh, what's sitting there doing nothing is going to continue sitting there doing nothing unless somebody pushes its ass. Or the other <laughs> the meaning of inertia is if it's on its way somewhere, it's not going to stop unless you stop it. So think about our egoic patterns as being like inertia. You know, is we have to make conscious interventions to stop patterns that don't work and don't even work for the ego because they really aren't for our highest good. So now we have Amy back. Uh, she got picked, dropped and picked up again. Oh, and yeah. Amy, welcome oh, to Inside thank Out. You, Beth. Yeah, I hung up by mistake. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I have what I believe are two examples of ego winning, even though I don't Ooh, end no. there. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're giving us examples of ego winning? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one is I was on a phone call this morning, and I discovered during the call that I had misunderstood something. Yes. So my ego first told me I was stupid. 
Yes. And then I was trying to prove why I thought it was the way I thought it was. Oh, of course. I feel that way. Like they just don't get it. Yes. I understood it correctly and they don't get it. Yes. So that's why I can see it's hanging on like a noose. It is. It's a nuisance. And a nuisance too. (laughs) Right. Yes. And, um, but do you have any examples of when the ego doesn't win? Oh, I'm sure I do. Um, well, you're, you're calling us on Inside Out, and you're calling yourself out on this. You know, if the ego won, you would be saying, this really is what happened. Right, they okay. off, and I was on. But you see, there isn't... See, the ego is only an aspect of our consciousness, right? It's right. that awareness of individual existence. And it's born you know, for the beginning of our time, and then it keeps getting reinforced. Now, sometimes when we're very young, let's say we have one kind of parent, and that parent responds to a certain kind of stimulus, so we take that as a survival strategy. Okay, my mother responds to guilt, so that my survival strategy is to make the people around me feel guilty. All right? (laughs) Now, supposing, uh, not that I know anybody who would possibly do that, so then, then supposing you do this, and then you say, uh, you get a different parent, a stepmother, or, or your mother dies, and your dad takes over, or whatever. All of a sudden, this is a person who doesn't respond to guilt. Oh, no! Now you have else. <laughs> yeah, you got to find some other survival strategy. Oh, my God, that is so confusing. So the later in, the, the, uh, the later in life, we get the message that this survival strategy isn't working, the harder it is to change. So if you're with the same patterned uh, parent or with the same social group or whatever all your life, it gets, it's hard to break a pattern that's being reinforced every day. But see, the ego doesn't have to win because we can catch on because this is just an aspect of our consciousness. There is a part of us that's a lot smarter than the ego, and yeah. it says, what, this doesn't work. So Right, because it doesn't keep make them on, feel good, doesn't make me feel good. That's right. So keep on keeping on, Amy, and we're going to be moving on to our next caller. But I really appreciate your call, and just remember, the ego just did not win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, and next we have Sam from... Oh Diego. my goodness. San Diego. San Diego. Thank you. Hi, Sam. Hi, Hi Beth. I'm glad to talk to you. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Uh, you're also uh, the second person today who's a new caller. So delighted to have yes. you. Yes, I'm you love our old our show. Our, You'd like our show? Thank you. Yes, so. so uh, to try to stay with the topic of today, yes. uh, something that did happen as well this morning. Uh, like that other last caller, um, I I woke up to something that's been ongoing in, in, with my family dynamic for a long time, which is, you know, I was raised Pentecostal, and I have since kind of gotten away and developed my own spiritual discoveries right here and there, and and kind of learning. Yes. Um, and something that goes on is that. They imagine me uh, dancing with the devil and 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 sinning and all of these things, and I guess they just see my life and my persona that way. They don't know what's going on in my life, 
They don't know my feelings, my heart, my desires. Yeah. Uh, yet they uh, send me preaching, you know, anecdotes, which I, I appreciate because I know that that's their way of loving. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just excruciating because we don't have an actual relationship. Oh yeah. Um, they don't, you know, and so it's, and so, but I am. I've been kind of knowing about the ego, right? And then this morning I found myself kind of frustrated with it because I got to a point where I realized, you know, this is enough of them yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my I question my frustration because then, uh, and then I think about my uh, how how I may talk to her back. You know, I text messages actually. So I let her know that you know I find it offensive, and without reading the entire text that I sent her, which if she would have read it, she would have seen that the point was that that it happens without them knowing me. As opposed mm-hmm. to, she said, well, if you're offended by God, and then it must be something that between you and God. And, you know, she completely missed what I was trying to say. Yes. Um, that I wanted more connection. Anyway, so as I was answering back, I, I also, you know, I, I can see how my ego will try to jump in there. Um, and then I'm trying, trying to pull it back. Okay, no, this is about healing this. This is about upsetting some boundaries. And this is not about attacking back. You know, and so, and even though she's still coming at me that way and like kind of misread what I was saying a a few times. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I I have some thoughts already. Okay. Can I, can I do? Okay. Sure. So let me tell you what's, what's coming to me. You are doing the absolute right thing and your ego is attacking you for it. One of the tricks of the ego is the ego always tells you you're in your ego when you're not. I'm going to tell you what I sense about you, that I sense that from a very early age, you uh, were trained in a program of not fighting back. Correct. Okay. And so your ego has taken that on as its survival strategy. So when you do start fighting back, it's petrified and saying oh my god you're gonna die right you're gonna die Uh, yes you get it so that means that the people around you you see would be unhappy if you fought back and so your ego is telling you this is threatening your survival and so what's happening now and i have a sense that this has been growing over the last few years that as you've been developing more and more of a capacity to fight for yourself your ego has been fighting you and it's te- because it, it really is, thinks it's trying to protect you, but it really isn't because it's actually there's two things. First of all, you don't live in the same world as with the, the one you grew up in. So you don't need that as a survival strategy. And secondly, your being is violated and has been violated over and over. And while you may have survived physically, you were not doing all that well emotionally and spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. So you never were surviving using that survival strategy. You were just surviving physically. So now you're trying to fight back and your ego is telling you that you're being in your ego when you're doing that and you're not. And that is really what's going on here. 
So uh, whoever it is, I don't know if this is a sister or whoever who's writing to you, uh, this woman, uh, she is triggering that old fear. You know, you put a toe in the water of expressing yourself and she slammed you down and she told you that God was going to punish you. Yeah, it's my entire family. I'm a transgender man and... First, I was a lesbian, and now I'm a transgender man. But the, my whole life, even when I was little, um, they would control basically how, what I behaved like and what I looked like and what I dressed like. And I always right. felt like I was an imposter. And I, yes. and I, and I did it. I tried to do what they wanted so I could belong to the family yes, structure. Yes, exactly. Um, but I, over after I went to Iraq, and I have some PTSD, and they don't quite even see some compassion about that, and completely just see only that I changed, and I took away somebody who was just appeasing. Um, yeah. And I'm finally standing up for myself. Um, that's anyway. right. And so there's a part of me that's trying to preserve some kind of relationship with them, but I think it's so unhealthy at the same time. Don't. And, and then Do, I'm, Yeah. Yeah. Don't focus on preserving the relationship with them. Focus on developing the relationship with yourself. And the people who lo- really love you are the ones who will want to know you. And when people say that, and don't tell yourself that they're doing this out of love. I, I can't uh, do this all in, you know, the, on the radio, but um, I can tell you that they have had their own own motivations for trying to control their be- your behavior and it has nothing to do with love. So you just tell your ego uh, to shut up. That what you don't have to worry about who what they say to you. What you really have to worry about is what your ego is saying to you because your ego is messing with you, terrifying you, beating you up on a regular basis. Egos do that. But, you d- but don't be bullied by your ego and say, I get it. You're just a frightened child what I what I say in, is that the child that the ego is a two year old with, with an atom bomb because it never develops beyond that uh, that level, and so don't let that uh, ego that infant that infantile consciousness run you and just take a deep breath and say, I am on the right track, and ego I invite you to either join me or just be quiet. So this is all I can do for you in this kind of a context, Sam, but I'm very okay. glad you called, and I hope that helped you. Oh, it did. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, we have a couple of more callers. We're going to be going to break soon, but why don't we take Christine from San Diego? Hello. <clears throat> Hello, Christine. I was thinking that, um, well, the ego can have won because there is no, like, it's not over, Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. First of all, that's one thing. Second, that um, there's evolution. Yes. And I think if the ego won, then we would have all killed each other a long time ago. <laughs> that is such a good point. There wouldn't Instead be of even evolving. A, that's right. There wouldn't be one happy marriage uh, on the planet. <laughs> and then the third thing is, you know, I think that the ego tells us the story that the ego always wins. Yes. And it helps us to remember memories of that happening as though that was the totality of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know I can just think in my mind of, I was, I was thinking today about, you know, a choice I made or, as a girl yeah. that was very self-protective and ego-based. Yes. And um, so I could either, you know, beat myself up about that. Yes. Or... Um, 
or evolve. And you're choosing to evolve. Exactly. Which just calls the lie. It that is. the ego so, does. And you know, the irony is, Christine, that when we win, the ego does win. Because, right. you know, I have a book that is called Sacred Union, The Healing of God. And that book, which I wrote before Living with Reality, and it is not free, but you can get it on Amazon. Sacred Union, you know, it talks about how we have used the ego to protect us. It's not all the ego's fault. We use the ego to protect us, and then the ego thinks like, oh my God, I have to protect you. Think of yourself as an infant who's really helpless, has very little consciousness and no power in the world. And it's trying to figure out how to survive, you know, and it's coming up with these survival strategies. And it feels like because it feels alone, it feels, oh my God, it has to cry, it has to you know, demand attention, has to tell you that it's hungry, it tell you that it's wet and all that. It's already developing, oh, I have to fight my way in this world. And it's and it takes on this heavy burden. Oh, I have to please my father so he'll approve of me. I have to placate my mother so I have to avoid my brother. I have to, whatever it is that my ego has figured out, it's like it's working overtime, mm-hmm. overtime. To figure out how to survive in an insane world. The truth of the matter is that the world is insane. And the ego is just trying to figure out how to make it work. How to fit in or how to uh, gain power or how to gain protection or whatever it is. And the ego is just this little small aspect of ourselves. And it's got this huge burden which is to figure out how to survive. Now... When we can shift into a different kind of consciousness, then we say the ego doesn't have to ensure our survival. And I, there's all of me, you see, and that I can understand that my survival depends on the survival of the whole, that the world will not come to an end if I don't drive a gas-guzzling motor, but it may come to an end if I do. Mm-hmm. See, we start to use our consciousness and we also connect to the divine energy because the ego is always trying to dominate and doesn't like God, not the real God. I mean, sure, the ego and God have gotten together because we use God the way Sam was describing. You know, we can use God, the name God, in order to do- dominate others. But that's not really true. We connect to that divine energy. We connect to the totality of ourselves. We connect to our intelligence what we've seen, we connect to our hearts and what they feel and how much we really do want to be connected to others. Like, you know, Bob was talking about withdrawing when he's in pain instead of getting the comfort when he's in pain. I mean, you know, his heart really wants something different. When we think how much we have going for us, we realize that the ego doesn't have to win because, and that the ego itself will benefit from stopping trying to win that's evolution Hmm. so thank you so much for your call christine yeah thank you so we're going to commercial break and we come back we have a couple more callers so this has been a very exciting show be visionary this is the voice america seventh wave channel Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. 
Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back. Well, we are having a hopping show today. Lots of great calls. And I'm feeling very excited. Uh, I love the topic. You know, I'd like to say personally before we get to our callers that James and I have had a lot to work out too. And, you know, it's our hearts want to be together. We want to and need to understand one another. We don't really get anything out of hurting each other and putting each other down except creating enemies within our own homes. We need to learn to reprogram our thinking to realize that we're all well when we only when we're all well and that's just a fact so now i'd like to go on to elizabeth from san diego hello elizabeth elizabeth are you there hello can you hear me yes yes okay hi um, so to talk about where ego is not winning, um, <laughs> Good. Recently, so, you know, I had a session with you recently, a 15 minute, which was very impactful and it helped me see a pattern that I've had that I was not aware of that my belief was that I could only receive love by being in a romantic relationship. And it's been very interesting because in a very short amount of time, I've had opportunities to get in relationships and it's like, no, and you know, the dichotomy of the old patterns and the feelings that I have normally and being in a conscious state as far as, okay, no, you don't need that. You don't need to do that. So it's like in the process of changing that old pattern, I'm really focusing hard on talking to myself. Oh, I am thrilled to hear this. And, And I'm so glad that you plugged 15 Minutes with Beth. I, I am a, a true believer in that program. <laughs> you know, I mean, I really am. You know, go to BethGreen.org and you'll see something says private time with Beth and you can book a 15 minutes with session, session with me, a private consultation. You do have to pay for it. But uh, it's, it, it's amazing what, uh, what can happen in 15 minutes because it's so focused. And uh, so I'm very happy that you that you did have that experience because I don't always get feedback afterwards about 
what impact it really had. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and I encourage people to do it. Do it. Call me. Well, I encourage Get people as well, because even though it's just 15 minutes, this is, because I used to counsel with you before when yeah. you were doing like an hour and a half, two-hour sessions, and these yeah. are just so, it's on a completely different level. Yes. And you, you know what is clearer. wild about this is that I always had, um, you know, the capacity to do it uh, because I, I could always go into that state of consciousness. But the format of doing the longer counseling meant, oh, the people were just going back and forth with me more and they were blocking me more. This way, I just like go in with a laser beam. I don't listen to what anyone has to say and I just <laughs> say what I see. <laughs> yeah, and it's really working, and it really works well for me too. So thank you, I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. so did you have any? Uh, 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 so you you just called to tell us that that you are beginning to win. That you you have because of your awareness, you have been able to break a very very old pattern. With with help, yes, uh, yes, lots of help, yes, and I feel. It's also happening, um, I think there's another tendency, and I don't know if I'm just talking about it or if you have a piece for it, of where when I make it, like, there's someone uh, in a group of people that I'm involved with that I had been kind of, like, butting heads with, and we recently had a, a session together, and we, we got to the court. We, we could see how much we were so much alike, and mm. our friendship was blossoming, but then <gasps> it's been kind of degrading again, and I've been attacking her, and I'm like, shit, what's going on? And, well, you know, that's okay. really up in my face. Okay, I have one suggestion for you. I, it's a kind of off topic because she didn't call in and normally I don't talk about other people when somebody calls in because it's kind of a, I don't know, a breach of whatever. But, you know, but I do have this uh, psychic power. So uh, let me tell you that this came to me. So I think you're supposed to go to her and say to her, why are you not feeling good about yourself these days? Mm. Okay. Because so often that's really what's happening is the other person has started to feel bad about themselves for some reason and then we find ourselves getting angry at them and attacking them because we are feeling their feelings. Another proof that we are really one, no matter what the Mm. ego tells us. So I hope that helps. Go for it. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're you're welcome. Okay. All right. And... We have, last but not least, we have Helen from California. Hi, Helen. Hi, Beth and James. Hi. Uh, my question is, seems like a mundane topic, but my husband and I are selling our house, and we are in escrow on another house, and I, so many anxious feelings are coming up. I, you know, I, it doesn't feel like it's just about the house, and I was wondering if my ego is, getting kicked up here and making me think uh, my survival is at stake in some way from some childhood experience or something is what, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm wondering. Okay, hold on a second, Helen. Let me see. If, uh, I better get my crystal ball out here. Okay, thank you. Ah, just um, This is going to take me a minute because I feel a lot of... Okay. Okay, I think you're really on to something. It feels like you're feeling incredibly endangered. And um, I, even though there's a lot about an escrow, 
which is very nerve-wracking, and that's perfectly understandable. There's the normal part. But then there's you're abnormally anxious right now, even for you and even for a situation like that. So so the first victory is that you've noticed. Does it have to do with this weird dream I had? Yes, it does. I had a dream that I was rescuing two babies. One of them was a room, I don't remember the other baby, where we got it, but this, we walked, my husband and I, or somebody and I walked into this room, and it was a, it was like a torture chamber, but there was, I couldn't see anything that was happening, except that there were babies hanging upside down from their ankle, from one ankle, all around the walls of this room. And I wonder, and they were all kicking, you know, trying to escape, of course, fruitlessly. And we took one of the babies off the wall, and they were all little, plump, healthy babies. Mm. And I didn't know if they were going to be eaten or they were going to be, you know, whatever. It was just, I knew something horrible was going to happen, and I got this one baby off the wall and ran. Mm. And I was trying to hide the two babies in baskets and look nonchalant so nobody would notice that we have these two babies. We're sneaking out. Okay, Helen, let me see if I can help you with this. We only have a few minutes, but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Where did you get the other baby? Forget about whether you remember. Just go into your intuition and ask yourself, where did you get the other baby? The other baby was a little older, like two years old. And a blonde, curly little boy, it seems like. Um, where did we get the other baby? Did and what, was, the first, was the first baby a girl? The second baby was a girl, I think. That was yeah, I mean the, the second small. baby. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask you the question again and see what comes to you. Did we steal him from someone's house? Yes. Whoa. Who did you steal it from? My mother. Yes. And who, where did you, and and in a sense, you stole the baby, the second baby from, you know, whoever was the ogre who hung these babies by their legs, right? Yeah. And who was that? My father. No. Just take a breath. God? Yes. So. Big science project in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes. So the first baby you stole from your mother and the second baby you stole from God. And then you started running. Did you have as much fear before you stole the second baby? No. (sighs) What is coming to the surface is your fear of God, Helen. I, I hope I can get a little bit more for you before we have to hang up today. Because we only have about two minutes. Why is 
I'm not going to get into the first baby. There's a lot about that, but it's not important for this. Why are you afraid, more afraid of God now? Why do you feel you're stealing a baby from God now? Who is the baby? Me? It's you. It's you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You're stealing yourself from the torture. And what well, is... Yes. I don't know. This new house to me and the reduced bills and the ability yes. to move more freely kind of through the spiritual portal, I just feel like I'm, I'm going to be liberated from... Yes. That's exactly right. You feel like you're being liberated from some, I'm going to put it, you know, very simply, uh, some curse from God. And what was that curse? Ego. Ego. And why do you feel that God wouldn't support you from taking yourself back from the ego? Isn't that weird? I, I have no idea. It is. It's very weird. And I think that the two-year... I think the two-year-old is, was the ego, by the way. <laughs> You're trying to take the ego of with course. you. Uh, of course. But, um, yes, so we have like 30 seconds. Uh, if not, you'll have to do this afterwards. Why do sure. you think God would not want you to be liberated from the ego? Because, because yes. the ego makes me weak and I'm more no. liable. No, no, because it, because your conception of God is it, it's, is the uh, projection of one of your parents, and which of your parents would want you to be trapped hanging from a ceiling, God. ready to be experimented on? Your I father, mean, your yeah, father. But, yeah, the scientific experimenter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're you're stealing yourself back from your mother. You're stealing yourself back from your father. You're more afraid of your father. Okay, that's all I can do for you today. Wonderful. Thank you. And my thank you. My ego thanks you. Oh, you're very very (laughs) welcome, James. We are in a hurry. Yes, indeedy. Our next edition of Inside Out will be compassion or collusion, which describes your relationships. Whether we're friends, colleagues, employer, employee, lovers, or members of the same group, we have the opportunity to support each other's growth or reinforce each other's wrong thinking or behavior. And so how do we deal with this? How do we not collude with the other person? Do we want to uh, be liked and accepted and loved and and sell out as a result? So anyway, let's uh, get more into that topic. Uh, And what is compassion? And what is collusion? And which one are we choosing in our relationships? So next week, tune in or call in and ask Beth to help. And now a final word from Beth. This is great because it's such a great segue from this program. Because one of the ways that the ego wins is when we get into relationships with people who agree with our egos. And that's a lot of them. Oh, the girlfriend who thinks the guy is bad or the husband who, who thinks we're wonderful or the wife who looks up to us or pretends to or the friends or the, whatever. This is a lot of the way the ego wins. Tune in again. We're gaining on it. Thanks and see you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. 
Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Oh,